Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're going through the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 10. I want to back up uh, with where we were in the previous episode and just recap that, reread it, because we continue on with a bit of the story. This is important. So this is Mark chapter 10, verse 1. It says this, Getting up, Jesus went from there to the region of Judea, and beyond the Jordan, crowds gathered around him again, and according to his custom, he once more began to teach them. So we talked about that in the previous episode. This is what Jesus did. He was traveling about from town to town. He was speaking of the kingdom of God, teaching the kingdom of God. And it says here that that was his custom. That was his pattern and practice of behavior. So he's speaking to the crowds, it says here. The crowds were gathering everywhere again. Verse 2, some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce a wife. Jesus answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send him away. So we already know by Mark's account here, the way that Mark said it, that they came to test him. But the fact that they came to Jesus and asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? <clears throat> then Jesus says, well, what did Moses command you? And they said, oh, Moses permitted it. In other words, Moses said that it was lawful. So that shows you what's going on right here. They're trying to pit Jesus against Moses, against the law. And they're trying to set him up. And so by the way they answered this right here, because they quoted out of the scripture and said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send him away, or send her away. Uh, you know, you didn't want to say then, uh, why did you ask me if, you know, if it's lawful? Because you just stated it was. Then you know, it's obvious to all those listening what was going on. Verse 5 says this, But Jesus said to them, Because of the hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, mm -hmm. and the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So Jesus covers a bunch of stuff here. He, he states what the issue is. It was because of the hardness of heart that God spoke to Moses and said, okay, you're allowed to do this. But it wasn't because of what God wanted. It was their hardness of heart. And then Jesus explains even more, and he quotes all this stuff out of Genesis 2 and Genesis 5. He talks about creation. He talks about a beginning. So there literally was a beginning. There was a creation. He talks about male and female. Fifty years ago, you might not have thought that would be an issue, right? <laughs> he talks about the man leaving his father and mother. He talks about the two become one. And Jesus is the one that states, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Well, they were thinking about this. Verse 10 continues. In the house, the disciples began questioning him about this again. So the Pharisees come to Jesus initially to test him about this issue. Well, now it's not the Pharisees, it's disciples, and they're asking more about it. And Jesus said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man, she is committing adultery. 
So Jesus just cuts to the chase right here. Now, the other Gospels gives us more insight in other, other times when Jesus was teaching. Uh, he would say something along the line, uh, if it's uh, without cause. In other words, somebody has been unfaithful, then divorce is allowed, but it's not a requirement. A lot of times people, are, if a spouse has been unfaithful, they think they're required to divorce them. No, they think they've got their get-out-of-jail-free card now. In other words, they've been unfaithful to me, so I can get out of this, and God's not going to look that at me you know, and see me as guilty. <coughs> I'm not too sure about that, okay? Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of issues involved with this. You know, what was going on within marriage? What's going on with the relationship? What God does require is this. God does require forgiveness. He does require us to forgive one another. Now, someone may forgive someone and uh, divorce them and separate from them because of what they did, but they truly forgave them. But the other person doesn't want to change their lifestyle and their activity and what's going on, okay? But too often, as believers even, we come along and treat this statement about divorce, not at all the way that Jesus uh, meant for it to be. Here, he says what? If if you uh, commit adultery against some, I mean, uh, you divorce somebody, and then you go off and marry somebody, you've committed adultery against them. Verse 13, and they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. So the disciples were having a hard time wrapping their mind around what the kingdom was about when it came to family relationships. <laughs> you know, what it's about with husband and wives. Remember one time, I think it was over in Matthew, the disciples, Jesus was talking about marriage and uh, was talking about uh, being celibate also, you know, not being married. And the disciples said, well, this is a hard teaching. <laughs> Jesus said, yeah. yeah. But, you know, certain lifestyles are only for those. Well, really all lifestyles are only for those that Jesus grants it and empowers it to. So here, you know, they've done the same thing with the children. People were bringing children to touch the Jesus, to touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. Listen to what happens here in verse 14. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. Jesus was indignant without sinning, okay? Feeling indignancy, is a, it literally means this idea that he's afflicted, even greatly afflicted, uh, that you're grieved, even resentful. You're oppressed by this. You don't like what you're seeing here. And he said to the disciples, hey, well, he didn't say, hey, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them and laying his hands on them. And you say, well, what's, what's going on here? What's the picture? Well, obviously Jesus loved the children. Obviously the disciples... <laughs> You know, they were like a lot of adults, sorry, they'd put up with them, but they're sort of getting in the way right now. We're trying to do some kingdom stuff here, guys. You know, that kind of thing. You know, we even do that within our churches. We do it in very slick ways, okay? We do it very slick, very nice. You know, we'll create all these things for the children to do. Hear me carefully here now, okay? Don't, don't, don't let your mind go anywhere I'm not going. But too often, we do all these great and wonderful things to get the kids out of our way. Just think about that. I mean, we really do. Uh, as parents, it's our role as the shepherd. It's our role to do 
to lead, to speak to the children of the kingdom, to model the things of the kingdom. And sometimes we want the hired guns to do it. We want somebody else to do it and give them the understanding of this. And then we never address the issues. We never do what it says in Deuteronomy 6, or how to raise up a child, that kind of thing. So I think we, that we actually feed into the mindset of the disciples right here, and we don't know it. We feed into it thinking we're doing great things for the kingdom, and we're, we've got the same mindset. So what's the mindset of Jesus? Mindset of Jesus is, hey, let the children come. The mindset of Jesus is don't hinder them. Don't hinder the children. Well, why is that? He says, because the kingdom of God belongs to these, such as these. What does he mean by such as these? He's saying this, the kingdom of God belongs to those who believe as a child believes, who believes in a childlike manner, not childish, but childlike, who receives what is said by faith and simply believes it without all the qualifiers that adults always want to throw in everything. And he says something right here. He says, hey, if you do not receive the kingdom of God in the way that a child does, then you're not going to enter into it. In other words, you must simply believe in a childlike way, with childlike belief, childlike faith. Again, not childish. No, but childlike unto the Father and unto the Son. There's a vivid picture that Jesus is painting right here. Well, anyway, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.